ladies and gentlemen, from Chicago, Illinois, introducing first, Hank 312, and his partner in crime, the incidental nerd, together they are, rustling talk and randomness, and this is, let's talk Talk of Randomness presents Let's Talk About Wrestling. It's your boy Hank312. That's the incidental nerd across from me. In this episode, which is episode number 10, we have the connoisseur of commentary, Sterling Richards. <laughs> Thank Richards? you so yes? much. Wow, what an introduction. Hey, I don't man. think I can do that any justice. Well, I mean, now you got to live up to the hype, man. Oh, don't, wow. don't let me do it. I'll have to tell K-Mel to call me the connoisseur of commentary from yeah, now on. So, go. that's kind of my thing. I like to give everyone a nickname, yeah. and uh, I, I'm glad that one worked out. Did it? Take you all day to come up with that, or no. it's just on the spot. I love it. On That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, he calls yeah. me. My nickname is asshole. Oh, okay. so, <laughs> so you got lucky. I think the yeah. only one I had a problem with was D-Ray. Was D-Ray? Yeah, yeah. D-Ray. Because I didn't even think about. it. I was like, wait, what can we call D-Ray? Oh. I think I ended up calling him the guy behind the guy. I don't remember. I think it was the guy Phrase. behind the guy behind the guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, speaking of phrasing, I, I was messaging uh, Sterling on the way here. And he kept sending me thumbs, and like, you know, yeah. like the thumbs up. Like, okay, like, yeah. it's, it's an acknowledgement. Cool. Right. And me and James, he always sends me a thumb. I'm like, I fucking hate when you send me a thumb. So I said, Sterling, like, by the way, I hate your yeah. thumbs. He's like, haha, it's a, but whatever. I'm like, yeah, James is always thumbing me. I was like, wait, phrasing. <laughs> so he's not always thumbing me. But anyway. This That's is, fantastic. He must have got that from you because he told me the same thing. Like, he? I hate when you thumb to my, like, what I'm asking you or uh, uh, I want a response from you. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just really quick, shorthand. A lot of times I'm driving, yeah. whatever it may be. It's like, so. cool. Like, yeah. 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 Or, okay. It's like, cool. I'm throwing, I'm throwing up the, the circle game gesture oh at the moment. <laughs> oh, no. It's a circle. Well, on a side note, did you see a whole high school had to get their class picture retaken? No. Because the boys in the basketball picture we're doing the circle game hand gesture oh underneath their waist God. and oh. so they're like well they may hurt their future and if anyone sees these pictures so they literally had to re-edit and redistribute your books yeah until the the cubs game it was just something that like i was completely not smart up to or anything like that never uh, like knew. you really ha- i mean you really would have to be like involved like in like schools <laughs> or, or seeing kids do that or read up on it or educate yourself yeah. on it because i i I did not know anything about it. No, that, like so. I, for me, my whole life it's always been the circle game. Yeah, yeah. Or, that's one hundred percent like that. Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah. yeah. So, but I don't know. That's this has gone on a perfect start. <laughs> I give people nicknames. <laughs> I don't think I give Kirby one. Yes, I did. I call him the voice. The, the voice the of Chicago, Chicago wrestling. Yeah, what did I do? Because he's Kirby the voice. Kirby right. the voice. Yeah. yeah so that was absolutely. easy. Oh, that was cheap. Um, I gotta give him a better and, one. And, and while we're on the topic of names, yeah. I gotta ask. Yeah. Sterling Richards. That's yeah. your shoot name. It is not actually. Okay. All right. Because <laughs> man, I was like. It is not. That is a great broadcasting I name. I know, I know, I know. Uh, it's funny you say that because no one really knows my shoot name in I general. I never really questioned I it, have, to be honest. I have friends. I have friends who have kids that don't even know my real name. They 
just think Sterling is my real name and that sort of thing. So <laughs> Yeah, um, imagine thinking his real name is Sterling. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Who would think of that? <laughs> so no, my real name's not Sterling. It's actually Richard Ryan Sterling. Sterling's oh, you my last the illusion. Name. Oh, I know, okay, I know, okay. I know. But I, but I'm exposing the business a little bit there, but yeah, no, it's uh Sterling I've always thought is just a fantastic name as well as a lot of people don't know a Sterling in general. So yeah. whenever I introduce myself to people I say Sterling and then a lot of times if people give me crap for it all the time i'll say sterling like silver and they're like oh okay that makes sense <laughs> yeah. no that's, right on. no i it just it was in my yeah. mind uh, yeah. and and you know i kind of figured there was because it just sounds too good yeah i, I know, just I thought know. it was play as hell so i was like all right <laughs> my man sterling i know i know i like it fuck it i i always said my my uh my wrestling name would be hank montclair Oh. Because my name's Henry, and then Montclair's yeah. a street of girl fun. I don't know. Oh, okay. I felt like Montclair worked. Yeah. yeah Instead Montclair. of Mount Clair. Yeah, Mount right. Clair. Oh, okay. That's much yeah. better. Yeah. Freezing. You know, yeah. freezing. <laughs> Wouldn't want a Mount Clair, you gotta check the IDs. Yeah. Oh, man, I almost took this down. To... Anyway, let's keep that one. <laughs> let's not hank that one up. So, so before we started recording, yeah. you mentioned that uh, our buddy Kirby... Yeah. He's a very close personal friend of yours. Absolutely. And, in fact, he is the one who was responsible for getting you into the wrestling business. Kirby is responsible for getting me into a <laughs> lot of things that I shouldn't be getting into. Uh, he just exposed me to things uh, at a really young age. Things that I would have never got um, really exposure to just from family and friends. Uh, one of those being wrestling. Um, you know, But there's a lot of other things. Board gaming. Uh, disc golfing. Um hmm. Uh, Kirby has known me since I was actually 12 years old. No way. Wow. So, okay. yeah. And um, uh, How did you guys meet? We met, uh, there was a, a game store in the town that I grew up in. Um, and like I mentioned, I did. Uh, I do board gaming now. I love board gaming. Right. Uh, but I used to play a card game, a wrestling card game, actually. Nice. Uh, WWE Raw Deal, shout out. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it was a card game that a lot of my friends played growing up. And uh, Kirby would come into the store. He he would play that game and a bunch of other games. And um, I picture him with had, long flowing hair. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, as, as long as I've known Kirby, which is over 16, 17 years now, uh, he's never had hair. But I have seen a picture oh. of him with hair. Uh, he looked exactly like John Candy. That's exactly amazing. like John Candy. It's one of our favorite like running gags with. Uh, uh, me and a bunch of our friends and things like that is that That's picture. Awesome. But um, yeah, so uh, he we both went to the same game store. Um, basically, there was a uh, a wrestling company that started running relatively close. Uh, I grew up in Lansing, Illinois, which is right on the border of Indiana. Right, uh, there right. was a wrestling company called IWA Mid South, yeah, and yeah. they started yeah, running absolutely. shows mm-hmm. up here in uh, Northwest Indiana in Highland. Um, at the Highland or at the Lincoln Center, rather, right. and uh, Lincoln Center is one of the places I think Black Label Pro has thought about running or plans to run that sort of thing. Uh, but IWA Mid South actually, they were the ones who were running there a long time ago. We're talking like 2003, 2004, and uh, uh, Kirby just asked me. He was like, "Hey, you know, I, I know you're a big fan of wrestling. Would you be interested in, in joining me and my grandfather? We're going to a wrestling show over here in Highland." And uh, I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." So. Uh, he actually uh, he actually asked my mom for permission to take me across the border, <laughs> even though it's not that far. But right. um, and uh, you know some of these IWA shows at the time would go to like one two in the morning, and I'm like oh, twelve shit. or thirteen. Right. And, uh, I'm uh, you know uh, uh, suffice it to say it was some of the best wrestling I've seen just in general. Some of those shows. Right. Uh, but I, I'm you know 
uh, almost teenager seeing just uh, or staying out till one two in the morning. And my mom, she didn't care or anything like that uh, because she knew Kirby was just great people and yeah. really nice from a personality standpoint and things like that. But uh, yeah, so uh, he was he was the one who introduced introduced me, I should say, into independent wrestling. Right on. Uh, and wrestling in general, um, there's a video store, video store in town, and I would always go and I'd pick out. You know, VHSs at the time. Right. Uh, hopefully, folks remember those. VHSs, <laughs> uh, uh, just a lot of the WrestleManias, and a lot of the, you know, Survivor Series shows and things like that. And I would bring them home and watch them or go to friends' house and watch them. And, uh, and that's just kind of where I got my love for, for wrestling in general. But in terms of this uh, wacky world of independent wrestling, it was Kirby. That's at, awesome. At a very, very young age. I, I, awesome. like, I like hearing yeah. how everyone, like, is intertwined. Like, yeah. you know, I, I hear a lot of stories. Uh, Carlos is, you know, the common factor with a lot of people. So that's kind of yeah. cool to hear how Kirby got you started. Yeah. So quick question about that IWA yeah. Mid-South show. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned you're, he was there with his grandfather. Yeah. Was that, because Kirby told us a story about him going uh, to a wrestling show. Yeah. I'm assuming it was that. Is that where uh, Animal almost, like, ran into something or he ran right by you guys all bloody? Or uh, no. maybe it was a different show? It was a different show. It wasn't okay. the first show that I had been to, at least. Gotcha. Um, Odds are, I was probably at that show and don't remember that. I do remember a lot of stories right. with Kirby and his grandfather at wrestling shows yeah. in general. Um, uh, I believe there was a show... <clears throat> there was a show, and I think, like, um, I want to say... I'm going to mess this up. I'm pretty sure it was Mike Quackenbush. Okay. He, like, did a dive or something to the outside and kind of bumped into Kirby's grandfather, who was... I don't know the exact age, but he he had a walker, right. and um, he always sat with us, and we sat in the front row, so if you go back and watch some of those IWA Mid-South shows, you can see Kirby sitting there, you can see his grandfather, you can see myself, just this big kid with a big-ass afro. Nice. Um, and, a uh, young Sterling. <laughs> a, a, a young Sterling, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, Mike Quackenbush did a dive to the outside and uh, bumped into or knocked into Kirby's grandfather, and like... During the match, after he, you know, did the dive or whatever, during the match, he helps Kirby's grandfather from the ground, puts him back in the oh, chair, dude. and then puts the walker back by him, and, you know, says, sorry, sorry, he's very apologetic and things like that, right. and then kind of continues on in the match sort of thing, and then um, I think Kirby probably circled up with him after, but it was just really, really nice gesture in general, yeah. um, and something, a really fond memory. I think Kirby's grandfather remembered it for a long time, too. That's awesome. Speaking of Quack, how do you feel that he wants to do his little goodbye tour? Or- I was I was very excited for right. uh, Qu- uh, Mike Quackenbush is one of my favorite wrestlers, uh, independent wrestlers of all time. Right. Um, uh, I like how he is being selective yeah. in terms of who he's choosing from an opponent standpoint, as well as if you're a wrestler and you can make a compelling case to him in terms of why you sh- you two should wrestle. Right. Um, then uh, you're going to get the opportunity to. Yeah. So it, it's it's cool that he has the luxury now to do something like that. But he had so many so many fantastic matches. I, I just enjoyed growing up. So for this sure, is really cool for him. I mean, I, I think it's really cool. Like in, like you kind of just touched base. Like it's really cool. He he goes out there. Like what, what was his tweet say? He's like, I don't have a list. Like I don't have yeah. dream matches anymore. Like he's just doing it for fun or just yep. like for the art of it at this point. Yeah. So that's that's really cool. I I think uh, I look forward to seeing. So who some of the people he chooses are? Yeah, I I know. Are there any uh, ones you guys want to see? Mike I, I mean, me personally, uh, I was just gonna say I saw Isaiah throw his name in the hat. Uh, yeah. his name in the hat. I would love to see Isaiah's first because they they got a little history, right? You know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they've ever gotten the chance to tear it up in the ring, but I think right. that it would just be a phenomenal match. Right, right. So yeah. no, I mean, as as other people, I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, selfishly, I'd like to see Pat get a shot at Pat Monix. <laughs> yeah. Just because I'm a really big fan of Pat. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Pat's fantastic. For sure. I couldn't be happier that he's uh, finally back at Freelance. Yeah, I th- definitely. I think uh, a lot of the crowd pop. Well, that the whole, was, the whole crowd pop. the biggest pop of the night. <laughs> yeah, a few guys uh, went so. crazy, but yeah. That was a fantastic reaction for Pat coming back. Oh, no yeah. doubt, no doubt. And uh, yeah. I, I love that I didn't know about it, so it was even better. Like, I had a feeling after I saw the... It just made sense. Yeah. I remember I was telling James... Because he'll always ask me, he's like, so what do you think about the show, or what do you think is going to happen, blah, yeah. blah, and I'll give him my rundown, and he'll, he'll never tell me, like, one, as a fan, I never want to know what's going to happen, right. and two, it's not my, none of my business. So I was just kind of going down, and I was like, I don't know, man, I feel like this is a great opportunity for Pat to come back. He's like, yeah. well, why would you say that? I was like, I don't know, man, it's just a great <laughs> opportunity. So when it came out of the show, I'm like, I fucking told you. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, it's very rare in wrestling today, you know, uh, to keep uh, things uh, kayfabe or secret like yeah. that. Yeah, oh my God, uh, yes. Uh, to do something like that was really special for a lot of individuals, um, myself included, uh, yeah. to see Pat coming back and get an opportunity in freelance. And uh, he's always impressed me, even from when he was training as well as just coming up uh, with Freelance Underground. Right. He, um, he, he cares. He, uh, you know, for lack of better words, he gives a fuck. You and, can see and it. And you him. can tell. He puts in the work in the gym. He puts in the work in the ring. Uh, I remember one of my fondest stories of Pat is when he first started out, and I, just from a commentary standpoint, I always, at least my personally, I always go to the wrestlers before the show and just ask, hey, any updates, anything you want me to put over on the show, any move names, any character stuff, any title belts you've won, things like that. Um, and I remember uh, talking to Pat, you know, and this is before he had, you know, Project Monix and things yeah, like yeah. that. I was uh, uh, super tough dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, STDs. Yeah. And uh, Still had his Pat, would, on his ass. Pat would always, he would always just give me a list of stuff. And that's all I can ask for as a commentator. Just give me, give me a reason to care. To care or, yeah. and, and when you give that to me, that shows me that obviously you care, you're invested yeah. in your character, and that allows the fans to get more invested in you as well, just right. as an individual. But he would always give me a whole list of things <laughs> uh, to put over on commentary and stuff. And That's so funny. I was chatting with him uh, maybe a few months ago, and I, I told him about some of the stuff in terms of notes that I still have because I you okay. know, kind of keep them electronically. Nice. Uh, notes uh, from when he was with the Super Tough Dudes and th- things that he used to tell me was just nuts it was just insane stuff about uh stuff about terry fung stuff about uno stuff about all sorts of things but uh uh, it was just because the character at the time was just super wacky and stuff right right they're so what right yep the what is tag team in wrestling tag team in wrestling you got it yeah i I remember seeing pat uh right right off the bat i mean anyone does i I feel like i say this episode but like seeing first time i saw him i was just like there's something about that dude like there's just you can just tell like You know, I've watched wrestling my whole life. I don't know it all, but I know a lot, I think, you know. And just, like you said, when you see someone, you can tell who's in there who actually cares. Yep. And others who are just just kind of there going through the motions. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is what they do once a month, once a week or whatever. And There's some people I'll walk up to them and tell me, oh, no, nothing. I don't have anything. I was like, you don't have any move names or anything like that? And like, no, nothing. See, any, I, anything I don't about understand your character that. or anything, you know. No, we're good. I'm good. You know, just go with whatever oh, feels right. Okay, sounds good. And you know, um, and some some of the people that do that, they're they're over. They're getting bookings every single day of the week. Uh, and uh, you know, but you know, I think one of the biggest things, and it's not the first thing you need to learn in professional wrestling, and uh, is just one of the things you should probably just give some more thought to is who do you want to be? What do you want to do? What right. stories do you want to tell? What what yeah. do you want the people to get invested in? Um, 
because you know you can go out there and do cool moves and you can get over doing that. that that's very proven. But uh, you can, uh, I think, uh, the more you can invest in yourself as a character, or uh, not necessarily with a gimmick, just in terms of your personality, yeah. your backstory, even just you know whatever in general, I think it can help you. Hell yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Yep. Sure. All right. So all right. So then, you know, what made you? So obviously you love, like you said, you loved wrestling your whole life. Yep. What made you choose? Like, how'd you get into the commentary role? Like, did you tra- yeah. were you a wrestler yeah. first, or did you train? How, how does mm-hmm. how how does Sterling the announcer come to be? Um, I was not a wrestler. Um, I uh, I was a fan. I was a fan, like you guys yeah. uh, in general. Um, I had loved independent wrestling for a long time. I told you a little bit about that, but yeah. um, I fell out of independent wrestling. Okay. I fell out of wrestling in general. And uh, it was about the time I went to college. Uh, I was just focused on Fair. school and getting an education and things like that. I just I just stopped wrestling. This was probably about from uh, about 2008 to 2012. All right. Okay. Um, I just. I was just focused on other things. Sure, right, right, right. And it took a while to kind of get back into that. Um, I think uh, um, the biggest, uh, the the person who kept persistently, you know, trying to get me to come out to shows and get me back into wrestling or just kind of get that feeling again was Kirby. Uh, (laughs) He would always, like every month, he would ask me, he would be like, hey, I want you to come check out this Vanguard show I'm working on. I want you to come to Vanguard. I want you to come to Vanguard. Um, I never made it to a Vanguard show, unfortunately, <laughs> even though I know a lot of friends there in right. general. Um, but uh, ultimately what happened was he finally got me to come out to a show, um, and it was a freelance show. Right. It was, uh, I think it was uh, The Scene is Dead, or uh, slash Long Live the Scene. It was February 2016, I think it was, or so. And uh, he's like, just come out to the show. You know what I mean? You could ride with me. Um, and at this point, I had... Uh, moved back home or back to the area from school, yeah. and um, I didn't have anything else going on, sort of thing. And he was like, "Just come to me to the show, one show." <laughs> um, and I went to the show, and I was just thoroughly impressed, just in terms of the crowd, in terms of the, the wrestling, things like that. So he brought me to the show, so I got there a little bit early, and just in general, uh, how I've been raised, uh, I just wanted to help out, right? Um, so I was either setting up chairs, picking up stuff off the floor, um, you know, uh, just running here for Jack, running here for or for uh, for Nick's, whatever it may be, just yeah. to help them out and take one less thing off their plate, sort of thing. So right. I did that for a long time, for you know, months, even close to a year, just in general. And I didn't really care. My goal wasn't to get anything out of it. I was just going right. to a wrestling show with Kirby right. and. Um, and having fun with it. and and having a great time and just as the months went on like I just there was just more stuff for me to do or just, they were just yeah. like oh this kid wants to help out you know right. that sort of thing um so uh, so I I help clean up help tear down set the ring up take the ring down whatever it may be for quite some time and uh, then I was working the the uh, spotlight at the old bottom lounge shows yeah. like the spotlight I was doing that and then uh. Um, I started doing tickets at the door, um, and, and, uh, just kind of kept doing things in general, uh, whatever they, whatever, and even still to this day, whenever they need help or whatever they need help, um, I'm just the person to go to. So what had happened was, um, at the end of 2016, um, Maxwell, um, the great guy, uh, one of the first people I got to meet in wrestling, Maxwell, um, was, uh, leaving freelance as well as, um, Tyler Voles was leaving freelance, uh, but, uh, 
Maxwell was leaving Freelance Underground, which at the time was just Underground. Right. Uh, uh, before Freelance Underground, Kirby and uh, Maxwell had did commentary. Okay. So with Maxwell leaving, I had uh, brought it to both their attentions, maybe even a few months before the end of the year, uh, the last show. Um, I said, I, I think I'd be pretty good at this. Um, a little bit about my background. I, I'm in sales. I sell software. Okay. I went to school for sales. Um, and just naturally, I have to talk. Right, <laughs> That's sure. my job, to put things over and you know show value <laughs> and things like that. Just in my, in, in, uh, my real life, I should say. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, So I, I told Kirby, I said, I think I'd be pretty good at this. And he's like... Well, you know, just in general, we've been friends a long time, so we kind of have that camaraderie, and um, you're really well-spoken, and you you have to speak for work every single day. I, I think you'd be pretty good at it. So I brought it to both their attentions, and uh, they were like, well, yeah, let's talk to the promoter, and they had talked to James. And um, uh, James was like, sure, why not? Let's give him a shot, sort of thing. At the time, Underground was uh, going through... Uh, so uh, before leading up to their first show at Joe's Live, first right. rule, um, I would go to underground shows and I would sit and I'd watch Kirby and just take just uh, Kirby and Maxwell and just take meticulous notes, ask questions in between matches. You know why they said this, or why they said things like this, or generally what's their school of thought, that sort of thing, and just kind of sit on the learning tree because I'm always constantly trying to learn, get feedback. And, and work as well as in wrestling and, and that sort of thing. So yeah. um, I took a bunch of notes um, <clears throat> to just better prepare myself. And then um, the first show, which was in February um, at Joe's Live, first rule was when I first got my crack at commentary. It was me and Kirby. Yes. Um, we got to uh, call the show, and I, I was nervous as well as, I think, if not that show, but uh, one of the first few shows there, I was really, really sick and then lost my voice. Oh, no. So, um, but I think it was like show two or three. But that's when I first got an opportunity to do commentary. Um, and ever since then, it's just been fantastic. So Awesome. Yeah. Right on. Yep. So that I think that was uh, my first freelance or my first underground show as well. Yep. So just like. Yep. Because uh, we had done an event there. And I don't know, I don't remember if it was before or after. Mm-hmm. Long story short, the lady, the manager, she's like, "Hey, you guys like wrestling? We're like, I freaking love wrestling." Yeah. It was me, Peck. Um, so we had hosted an event, and so they're like, "Well, you guys should come out." Yeah. I live real close to it, so I was like, "Screw it, check it out." Loved it. You know, that's why I first saw all the you regulars of today. Yeah. So that, that's it's pretty cool. Um, right on. I was yeah. there. I was there for Sterling's first show. Yeah, that. that's awesome. <laughs> right so. Uh, the guy heckling you. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was just. I was super nervous. It was very nerve wracking to say the least. Because not only was it my first show, but like Freelance Underground was starting or re- rebirth. Right. Yeah, kind of. Right. Um, so I didn't want to mess up. I didn't want to come off bad or anything like that. Um, but like I said, you know, it was something I had picked up just learning from Kirby and Maxwell was just like go to the people before the show in the locker room and just ask them you know the questions I talked about earlier yeah that sort of thing so I just remember like uh the first so the first person like a lot of times when I do that like it's just for me to get information that sort of thing and and everyone's getting super they're getting ready they're planning their matches out things like that whatever it may be and uh, so they're super busy but like some of the first people that like actually talk to me and ask me how I'm doing or, <laughs> you know, just ask about me in general were um, Angelus Lane okay, uh, yeah. um, and uh, Matt Cage mm-hmm. and uh, uh, as well as uh, Kylie Ray. Nice. So um, uh, Kylie's first show with Underground was also my first show with yep. Underground and same with our first freelance show. We're on the same show as well nice. that, a few months later. So um, 
but uh yeah those people in general like they just cared about me or just cared about just um how i was doing in the row how i felt or just in real life like hey how's things going or what's new right you know and i, I just kind of shared with them or opened up because i'm a little nervous my first show any you know anything you can give me that sort of thing would definitely help out so yeah, but, yeah. i i uh it's funny not funny that you mentioned that but you know we may we'll probably get into it later or whatever but uh-huh. obviously kylie had a big weekend yeah, and you definitely. you know you saw you had a nice little post about her and i had read yeah. that like you guys had your first show and you're like well yep. yeah like hey this is my first show she's like oh me <laughs> yeah. too yeah. so she really didn't have no notes or yeah. nothing for you right yeah absolutely so um uh, kylie just in general she is a fantastic just super cool super sweet person in general right. yeah. um uh she had that day at least she had the same nurse <clears throat> as i did um she um she wanted to kind of get that she's always been she always wanted to get that first match she got the opportunity um uh in texas to really start honing her craft and then yeah, yeah. getting that first opportunity with uh with underground was uh was really big for her so she was just as nervous as i was so like we both were just like like in the same boat and uh i i said no you you got this. You got this. Uh, let me be worried about, you know, <laughs> let me take whatever nervousness you have and right, take it right. off your chest. But I was, and so to this day, I always say, you got this. You yeah. got this. You got this. You got this. So, um, but yeah, it's it's just been phenomenal. She's very, very talented. Oh, yeah. The most talented Absolutely. person I, I see in and out of the ring, just in general. Um yeah, no and doubt. she's getting some really great opportunities. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, obviously, everyone's really proud of her. Yep. Uh, r- randomly, as I'm always thinking about wrestling. I, I really am a freaking <laughs> wrestling nerd. Like, yeah. So I, I was maybe you know the answer to this or not. Like, is yeah. uh, Angelus loves yeah. the wrestling? Angelus Lane. Yeah. Angelus Lane. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, Angelus. Uh, she actually retired uh, okay. a few months ago, I'll, a few months back. I wondered. Uh, I was like, at I haven't St. Louis seen Anarchy. Her. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I'm not exactly sure who her last match was, but. Okay. Um, um, yeah, she, from what I understand, she retired, but, um, I still see her all the time, at least on social media. Or whatever, oh, right on. Maybe. It looks like she's doing really well. On no one's ever like, really retired. <laughs> <laughs> that is true in the wrestling business right in on. general, but, uh, no, she seriously, one of the nicest people that I've met in wrestling in general, and I'm just happy that she's happy. That's right on. Think. Yeah. Sweet. So growing up, were you Team WWE, WCW, ECW? I was uh, New Japan. <laughs> no, I was uh, definitely. Uh, I thoroughly loved WCW. Okay. Quite a bit, uh, actually. But uh, in terms of where most of my hours were spent, I was watching WWE. Yeah. There was a lot of things, um, just in general, that I remember more from WWE. Same. I think that uh, leads me to believe that. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but there were. Uh, but I, I felt like I spent most of my time watching WWE, but I love the quality of in-ring stuff in WCW way, WCW way more. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, WCW obviously came in a hot offering, very mm-hmm. different styles. Yep. I, I, I remember, because to a certain extent, we're programmed that every Monday you're watching Raw. Yeah. I mean, and this goes back now years, right? Yeah. So I remember I'm watching Raw. But I'm like, I know WCW is on, and like, oh shit, Chris Jericho's on. Like, this kid's awesome. Like, I remember his little short stay, you know, in, in ECW. So I'm like, this kid is awesome. Yeah. And then obviously you have the cruiserweights, and I was always a big fan of La Parka. Oh, yeah. And then La Parka's one of my favorite. Yeah, and then obviously Eddie Guerrero. I mean, absolute legend, right? Yep. So, but I always found myself going back to WWE because there it just seemed like yeah, hey, you, if you like wrestling, you got to watch WWE. But yeah. there was always a coolness to. 
WCW until it totally wasn't cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, WCW uh, it definitely uh, fell off a cliff there towards the end. Some of the so uh, in terms of some of the stuff, I should say. A lot um, of the stuff. I, I mean, at one point, I mean, who who wasn't in the NWO would be easier to say yeah. because there were so many factions and and it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Who were some of your favorite wrestlers? Uh, my favorite wrestler of all time is Dusty Rhodes, nice. uh, hands down. Um, I, I've also I like uh, Billy Gunn. He's oh, one of my favorite okay. wrestlers. Um, uh, China is one of my favorite wrestlers nice. as well. Val Capone uh, would pop hard for yeah. you. That. She loves him. Um, Natalia is one of my favorite wrestlers as well. Um, she's very underrated. Yeah, very underrated. I, I think. And I she, think she's properly rated, but she just doesn't get the shot like on TV because yeah. no one ever has a bad word to say about her. Nope. Everyone loves Natalia. She helps everyone from what you can see. Yeah. And I mean, she's a legend, right? Yeah. She's an absolute legend. She's been there for a long time, just having really quality work in general. And um, she's also very charismatic as well. Uh, one of my guilty pleasures. I love watching Total Divas. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, her, I feel like everyone who watches segments. wrestling is like, oh, it's yeah. a, I don't know if you guys watch. We're like, yes, <laughs> I watch everything do. wrestling. Yeah. That's one of the things about wrestling. A lot of people are like, oh, it's too much, or um, there's just so much of it, that sort of thing. There but is. the thing about wrestling fans is or just fans of anything entertainment wise if you like something odds are you're probably going to want more of it no doubt um you know what i mean uh i don't know about an eight hour wrestlemania but <laughs> you're right about that <laughs> no but yeah in general yeah. yes yeah like it uh, i give the example all the time in terms of like marvel movies right mm-hmm. yeah. i really like i really like a superhero movie i really like a marvel movie I want another Marvel movie. <laughs> right, I want to see, you know what I mean? There was like, uh, there I want an Endgame part two. I think coming up or in the past, like a few months ago or coming up, there's like three superhero movies in a month. Yeah. And I'm like, awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to muster up the money or find the money or, uh, to go to the theater three times and see the movie. That's the same thing for wrestling. That's the reason why a lot of wrestling fans, they go to multiple shows. They go to freelance, go yeah. to freelance underground, AEW, all that stuff, yeah. um, is because, um, they love wrestling and they want to see more of things they love. It just makes absolute sense. And, and that's what it is. Like, you know, I've talked to people, they're like, man, you go to a lot of wrestling shows. I'm like, yeah, I fucking love wrestling. Like, yeah. I like, yeah. it's, it's my shit. Like, yeah. you know, they're like, oh, okay, but, you know, a lot of people are in the same card. They're like, yeah, but it's always a little different. I mean, yeah. there's, it's, if you don't get it, you're not going to understand it. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's, it's, it feels like it's like this, um, I don't know, it's, it's like, you're not supposed to enjoy it, but it's like, why? Like, why does wrestling have that stigma of, right. like, oh, well, you still oh, watch wrestling? Kids. Like, yeah. yeah like, kind of thing. So I, I yeah. guess I understand it, but I don't understand yeah. it. Because I get it. Sometimes, like, specifically WWE. Like sometimes it's it's trash. Yeah, and sometimes absolutely. it's like sometimes I mean, right a, now they're in a bit of a it's rut. A chore. Oof. Yeah. And you know, sometimes like perfect, it is a chore to watch it, but yeah. still, I'm still watching. Yeah. Even if I'm fast forwarding through yeah. most of the program, I will say uh, three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, I stopped watching Raw and SmackDown, I, so I'm, I've given it up. I don't blame you, um, man. I'll read I'll read up on it the next day just I'm to see if there's anything that. that pops me that sort of thing. But it's you know. Uh, you can only be insulted so many times in terms of like you know drop storylines, people going yeah. you know back and forth in terms of the character direction and things like that. That just doesn't make compelling television. You know, right. um, I'm I'm a big proponent of art and big proponent of story, and uh, some of the stuff I've seen lately has just been really really. It, bad. It's been lazy, and I mean, who am I to say, oh man, this writing is horrible, whatever? But it's just like 
something is obviously not translating. Yeah. Well, and to me, it sounds like I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you guys have listened to the talk is Jericho with uh, John Moxley. Yeah. It was, um, yeah. it was a great interview, and and it sounds like Vince is really out of touch. Mm-hmm. And, and and he is Are you surprised? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> right. I'm not at all. We've talked about it on yeah. on, on on other you know on our other shows and stuff. Yeah. But um, it sounds like he's so out of touch yeah. that it's really affecting the product at this point. Yeah. And when you've got a guy like John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call him, who's he's passionate about his character yeah. and he's passionate about the direction and he wants to have his input in creative. Yeah. And Vince is like, no, you got to do this. Yeah. And it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Cause if you've watched WWE and saw the end of Dean Ambrose's tenure with yeah. the company, it made zero sense. Yeah. yeah. A lot of that has to do with control as well. You Absolutely. know, hit the nail uh, on the head. They yeah. literally, Chris Jericho talked about that today. He was on Busted Open, which I talk a lot about because I listen to that show every day. <laughs> yeah. But he was on there for like about 45 minutes. And like the gist of it is that... Wait, you're Hank from Busted Open? Hank from Busted Open. <laughs> Hank from Chicago. Oh, uh-huh. can, can you believe that <laughs> Unbelievable. You're a legend. Let's start Chicago? asking you questions. <laughs> legend in my own mind, guys. Although, although James will back me up, yeah. we legit think Bully Ray hates me. Oh, it's possible. I was in the car with him, and I uh, the replay came on with my call, and James listens, and he's like, dude, he did, like, I'm like, hey, Hank from Chicago, and you hear Bully go, <sighs> <laughs> like, James like, he fucking hates you. I'm like, I don't want to make this up in my own mind, but I hey, think you're listen. right. He takes calls on his radio show, and you call in, okay? If you didn't call in, who's going to call in? No, you, you know what I mean? You're right. The fact that you're getting through quite a bit to him to ask questions, and that's the forum for it, right? Then, um, if anything, he should admire that, regardless of your take or not. But the problem is, we have a bit of a backstory. There was was Uh, was an errant tweet. Oh, okay. (laughs) There's a lot of errant tweets, uh, just in general in wrestling. Well, there is, you know? So, um, and I don't want to make this show about, this episode about me, but real quick, you know, Mm -hmm. like... I don't like to troll people on Twitter unless it's like GPA because that's fun, right? No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's, it's, hey, it's I, a lot of if, fun. Hey, if you go back in the video, I <laughs> cheered when he got that three counts. He sure did, and the, the last... rest of us wanted to jump him. That was GPA hilarious. Is the best. Shout out to GPA. G- GPA is number one. There will be no hashtags on the show. <laughs> we'll <Hashtag>. see about <laughs> that. <laughs> so, long story short, what, what the bully history is, maybe an episode about a year ago. Yep. He's just going off, and you know I get it. He, but now he's a host, but he's still putting himself over on how he's a heat magnet, and mm-hmm. no one knows how to get heat like him anymore. To an extent, that's right. Mm-hmm. He's a legend. He's forgotten more than I'll ever know. Yeah, I understand that. But this is literally about forty minutes still talking about how he gets nothing but heat and Ring of Honor is the number one company, and mm-hmm. literally, yeah. that face you made is literally how yeah. I felt in my car. <laughs> yeah. So I'm at a red light, and I'm like, you know what? So I tweet out, I'm like, hey, somebody let me know when Bully's done putting himself over and letting us know how much of a heat magnet he is. Yeah. And I ended up tagging him in the show. He responds to yeah. me on Twitter. He's like... On air? Oh. Well, Uh-oh. he responded to me on Twitter. Yeah. And then he's just like, he's like, you know, you're you're the type of fucking fan we're talking about, you millennial marks. Oh, you know, man. you don't get it your way. You guys cry and bitch and moan and blah, 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 blah. So he did like a whole paragraph and yeah. I just literally responded with good tweet dot 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 mark. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Which God. works because wrestling mark and that's his real name. Yeah. <laughs> so so then I let it go, right? Then they go on a 45 minute segment 
about that whole interaction. Wow. See, you're giving them content. That's what I said. How could you complain about Thank that? Thank you. Wow. You well, know, you I try to me. I try to refrain from that stuff just on social media in general. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and, and not not trolling or just right. nothing controversial. Like people uh, just in general, like no doubt. Just read it and keep moving on. You don't have to respond to everything, whatever it may be. Just go about your business. They're, it'll yeah, make you happier. Absolutely. I guarantee it'll make you happier. Absolutely. There's times where like I'm literally responding to the tweet. And I'm like. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep on going. Yeah, what I take t- my own advice. What I try to do with, with social media is uh, the only garbage I talk is to my friends. And yeah. I know, and I know that we're having fun. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. that's it. Because yeah. that's all it is. It's entertainment. You yeah. know, it's not. It's not real life. It's just. You know, it's just the internet. Yep. Right. <laughs> that's all it is. You yep. know, hashtag beat up GPA. Nah. That's not it. With all sincerity in yeah. my heart and Hanks as well, yeah. we absolutely love GPA. Hey, but listen, you, you get that GPA, recorded? Yeah, we'll get edited out. No, G- just no, 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 we just love GPA. Up. Yeah, but GPA is a heel. Yeah, and as a heel, what? it's my duty as a fan <laughs> to go crazy on him. You can you can like or dislike whoever you want. That's no that's doubt. as I a fan. Literally, yeah. he he attended. So wait till I boo Kylie next show. <laughs> you go. You you can you, do you, 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 you go ahead. Look, Hank. You go ahead and you boo Kylie. And I'm gonna cheer she, Frank the clown when she turns around and cries. Yeah. That's on you, buddy. Hey, man. Okay. That's on you. Don't look at me. No, I literally... Uh, GP yeah. attended one of our events because we were promoting Freelance Underground. Oh, very cool. So he, he came out, and I, like, literally shook his hand. I was like, hey, what's going on? I go, dude, you're a better heel. That's all really? I said. I'm like, because at the time, he was yeah. a face, and I was like, yeah. dude, I just, Points. I like you better as a yeah. heel. And that was it. I was honest with him, and he, He's had a great run with it. Oh, I, I, I want to have him do this show. Yeah. Straight kayfabe. Yeah, I just want him to Who's like. Yeah. <laughs> I never met Kay. Is that your wife? No, <laughs> that was Kay Mel. Yeah. Kayfabe. Yeah. No, Kay Fields. Uh, yeah. Who's that? I don't know. Kim uh, Fields. That's that's what I thought. Yeah. But anyway, let's let's um, let's focus back on Sterling here. You, I was just gonna say uh, about just GPA or just in general. One of the favorite, my favorite things about <clears throat> uh, being in wrestling, and I hate saying being in wrestling because I feel like. I, even though I do commentary and have done it for some time, I I feel like I'll never be in wrestling. I get I you. Just help within wrestling. I feel you. Um, it is actually just seeing the progression of individuals like GPA over the course of their career. 100%. Just the the amount of work they put in, the ups and downs in their characters, their storylines they're involved in, things like that. That's probably the most rewarding thing to me in general is just seeing some of the folks around me um, just improve and just get better and see Hell the yeah. fans reciprocate that and react like with the beat, uh, hashtag beat up GPA yeah. signs and, and the, the shirts and all that other stuff. That, that stuff's really it's cool a hell to of me. A movement. Yeah. Yeah. And like, one of the story, that storyline in general with GPA and Kylie over the, uh, or last year yeah. uh, was just absolutely fantastic from a storytelling standpoint. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, like it, it's no secret, you know, the end of his face run, I've said it before, and it's nothing against him. It was getting a little stale. Yeah. This face run. So when he did the turn, mm. amazing. Mm-hmm. It was freaking incredible, yep. and he did some of his best work. And, yep. and the whole thing too was there was, there were like two or three months yeah. where you just knew at some point he was gonna go <laughs> after Kylie. Yeah. And when it finally happened, it was just just like this raw emotion. Yeah. I, I think in the one video when he finally turned. I think when the unicorns got it or on my phone, like, right before he does it, I could just tell him to look in his eye and you hear him say, no, don't do it! <laughs> and then he literally just, yeah. I was like, 
It was yeah. perfect. No, but you know that's that's so uh, such a cool thing about wrestling is you know having the smallest part of these people's journeys, right? Because yep. we cheer them on and we we invest our time into them and yeah. like being fans, like we are fans of them, like the person, the wrestler, uh, which is really cool. Like I. You know, you know us as the boys who are always by the entrance. You know, we try to go hard for you know mm-hmm. those guys at yeah. to, at the very least pump them up. You know, give them a, a little shot of adrenaline yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And they love that stuff. They do, course. you know, and like you know, someone who's always. Uh, I mean, I'm. I know everyone appreciates it, but like Gringo, Charlie, mm-hmm. he yeah. any chance he gets, he's like, dude, thank you guys so yeah. much, and it's just like, I know it means a lot to him. Yeah, and. It means a lot to. I want you guys to know. It means a lot to every single one of them, including myself as well. It no. helps. It helps us in commentary. It helps the the folks in the ring. It helps the the people promoting the show. Right. All, any kind of energy that you guys have, positive, negative, whatever it may be, right. um, during the contents of the show, for sure, it, it absolutely helps the product and the people in general. I I, I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. But uh, I guess a, a question I wanted to ask you, kind of put you on the spot. Shoot. Um. You know, obviously, you're you're very connected. You you work for who do you commentate for? You freelance underground, freelance? Is there other companies? Yep. Nope, just freelance and freelance underground. Okay, yeah. awesome. I've I mean, done commentary for some other shows and things like that. Right on. So you, you you have your you have your pulse on especially the Chicago scene. Yep. Who are like some names right now that you see who are starting to break through or that you think have the potential to maybe like a year from now, mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know. Come up. You're trying to get me heat with me in the locker. I'm just I kidding. would never. I would never. <laughs> uh, no, the, the thing about it is there's so many talented For people sure. in Chicago in general. Um, I love the fact that underground as well as freelance and and a lot of the other promotions give an opportunity for folks in the the chicago area to really shine and um you know when i first uh when i first started going to freelance and would watch shows and watch shows there would be the same some of the same guys but they would be matched up against guys that weren't from the area you know i think the first show i was on like it was isaiah's first jimmy rave i believe or something like that jimmy rave i'd remember from watching ring of honor back in the day um and then jimmy rave wasn't seen again or maybe he was seen one time after that but isaiah's was there month after month after month um so um yeah hell of a talent one of my really good friends just in in wrestling in general uh but uh they're uh (laughs) yeah they're uh there's just a lot of talented people uh there's a whole group of people at the you know uh uh, the uh, freelance uh, training academy, yeah, freelance training academy uh, that are uh, getting their opportunity to train with Isaiah and with Jesus Bryce and things like yeah. that. Um, that are getting the right the right kind of education yeah. because there's a lot of folks that come in the wrestling business in general that don't get any education or don't get education or don't get trained, and ultimately they some do find success. There are a few that I know that are very successful that didn't really get the proper training, but uh, yeah. the ones that really hone in, as well as you owe it to yourself to get trained. You don't want to go to a doctor that's never been trained or never <laughs> no. educated. Right. Right. Um, uh, one of the toughest things for people uh, in sales, and we were talking about this a few weeks ago at work, was you know we learn and educate ourselves about the industry we're selling to, as well as the product that we're selling, things like that. But we don't re-educate ourselves on sales. Right. Uh, it's just like you wouldn't go to a doctor that's not re-educating themselves constantly for on sure. medicine. Medicine, right? Right. Absolutely. Um, so uh, I think one of the biggest things is getting that and uh, a fresh group 
is getting that within the uh, the uh, freelance academy. Right. In terms of folks that are currently, um, you know, kind of making waves and things like that, yeah. we talked about a few of them. Kylie Ray is getting a great opportunity well, yeah. with AEW. Uh, Pat Monix, uh, one of my favorite wrestlers, um, and one that I think super talented. And hopefully. Uh, Hopefully in the next few months is just getting out there more in general. Yeah. I know in the past he's done a lot, but is Isaiah's yeah and uh, yeah. super talented, super crisp. Um, there's uh, one of the uh, folks just uh, in general that I wish more folks were leveraging or utilizing would be GPA. Of course, definitely. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Laney as well. Laney sure. new, is new to the area, maybe in the last year, year and a half or so, uh, but not new to wrestling. And right. she's very, very talented, and in the Midwest. So, yeah. um, I talk to you know folks uh, whenever I go out to California and hang out with some of my wrestling friends or go to sh- friends or go to shows. Um, just in, or in general, uh, being in the Midwest opens the door to a lot of opportunities because there's a lot of promotions and close yeah. driving proximity. Right. True. So True. I feel um, like Chicago is such a hotbed for it. I mean, not only yeah. do you have. Uh, I mean, several promotions, right? I mean, we, we talk a lot about freelance, freelance on the ground because we're yeah. marked for them. But, I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, there's just so much. I mean, AAW, Zello Pros yep. here. I mean, Golly, Black Label. Golly, Black, Black Label's an Kaiju. hour drive away, yep. you know? So yep. it's just like... And with within distance, you know, within mm-hmm. driving distance, we've got Revolver in Ohio. Yeah, I was going to say, Ohio's, a lot of Ohio promotions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Pat just had a really big match there, what, Tuesday versus Jake yeah, Chris? Jake, yeah. Nice. So that's... That's a great opportunity for him. Absolutely. Yeah. One so, half of Irish Airborne. Irish Airborne. That was their name before OI4K. No shit. Yeah, yeah Jake did. and Dave Chris. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I just learned that like last week. Really? Yeah, yeah, I was doing a little research on them. And I was yeah. Like, oh, Irish okay. Airborne, huh? They, were, they still are very talented. And they oh, were, yeah. They were a uh, very uh, talented young group that I had watched in IWM itself quite a bit a okay. long time ago. Who else but, was in that group? Uh, no, just it was just oh, the Oh, just them two. Okay, yep, okay. just the two of them, yep. Um, rolling back to those yeah. days of going back to those shows, yeah. I'm not really familiar with what their roster was, but this yeah. was a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, are what names from those days? Are- oh man, uh, pretty much <laughs> any name you can think of nowadays that's on a main roster uh, within a corporate company. Uh, uh, um, uh, one of my favorite show, independent wrestling shows of all time, the Ted Petty Invitational 2004. If you have not seen it, it's a two day show. Um, there's over. I don't know, over 20, 25 matches across the two Damn. days. Um, but uh, it was a tournament uh, to pay homage to Ted Petty. Um, and uh, ha- that tournament had some of the biggest names in general oh. on it. Um, the the uh, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil. I mean, the, the final three was, uh, um, was Samoa Joe, nice. AJ Styles, and Daniel Bryan. Wow. Or Brian Danielson. Let me look real. Who are those guys? Yeah. Uh, So pretty much uh, a who's who. I want to see if I can, because I was just looking at it the other day in terms of who all was on that show to kind of give you a a feel for it. Um, uh, But there was, uh, oh man, CM Punk was on that show. I think I'm pretty sure uh, Spider Nate Webb was on that show. (laughs) I Um, love that he's still going hard now. Oh, absolutely. I'm glad he's getting an opportunity. He had that um show with evolve just yeah. recently um and he also had uh, uh he was also with uh gcw yeah yeah here yeah, recently yeah. so would champa have been on that show um it's probably a little early I mean, for him no i don't think so mm. uh not early for him by any means he would not have been on those shows okay this would be like uh 2003 2004 ish yeah so he would have been just breaking in at the time not not necessarily uh a... absolutely yeah right, right yeah yeah um 
some of the other people, I'm pretty sure, um, like, um, uh, Jimmy, I'm horrible with memory. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Jacobs, uh, was on that show or involved. Um, Alex Shelley, Eric Cannon nice. was on that show as One well. Of my faves. Uh, it's crazy. And, uh, me and Kirby were talking about this other day, the other day, uh, guys like Eric Cannon, guys like Darren Corbin, they were on some of the first few shows that I had started going to, yeah. uh, way back when, and now I'm working on shows with them. That's so, cool. um, really awesome. but, uh, so the people that were on that show, I pulled up real quick were AJ Styles, Alex Shelley, Eric Cannon, Austin Aries, BJ Whitmer, Brian Danielson, Chris Hero, Chris Saban. Claudio Castagnoli, or Cesaro, Cesaro. CM Punk, Danny Daniels, <laughs> Halla Wicked, Jimmy Rave, Matt Seidel was on that show, Mike Quackenbush, Nate Webb, Quack. Nigel McGinnis, PD Williams, Rain Man, uh, Roderick Strong, uh, Sal Renaru, uh, Samoa Joe, Super Dragon, and Todd Sexton. It's wow. one of the best tournaments uh, just in it's the awesome. history of wrestling. Another one of those IWA Mid-South shows that went till 2, 3 in the morning, but uh, seriously, seek it out, uh, and you can see. I mean, you can see me in the front row as well, and, and, <laughs> still, and laugh still rocking about the fro? it. Yeah, rocking the fro, rocking the throwback jerseys all the time too. Nice. Um, yeah, but that the that was a list of the guys that were kind of around in the area in general at the time. Yeah, um, guys that you know nowadays would be considered or, or would be brought into like an AAW or a, to a PWG in terms right. of um, just top top guys. Yeah, just uh, uh, next level indie stars. They were all on that show. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's it was, incredible. It was fantastic. That's incredible. And yeah. that's and that just goes to show. I mean, it's not like the, the they were limited to this this area, but yeah. it's just. You know, further your point, Hank, yeah. that the Chicagoland area in general is yeah. just like it's it's. I mean, it's it it's no. It wasn't an accident that AEW, yeah. well, the elite at yeah. the time, had all in their first event here oh, yeah. in the Chicagoland area. Yeah, because people will come to Chicago, travel to Chicago because of how much wrestling is in the area. Yep, definitely, you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. Um, I was just going to piggyback. I have some timers, and now it's kicking in. <laughs> so, oh, remind me, who is Hollow Wicked? Why do I know that Hollow name? Hollow Wicked is uh, a professional wrestler out of the Northeast uh, that was very prominent in Chikara. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's what... Did he wrestle under another name, or it was only Hollow Wicked? Mm, to my understanding, just Hollow Wicked. Okay, because the name yeah. really stuck out when you said it, and I couldn't get off of it. Yeah. He usually uh, is wearing like a black shirt with a bunch of holes in it, and then a horn Makes on the sense. top of a, a mask. I feel you. Okay, so I, I the, the point I wanted to make was... Uh, you know, you, you sit here and we talk about, you know, those shows. Yep. I, I don't know if it was you or someone recently tweeted out, like, man, like, a few years from now, you're going to be thinking the same thing about freelance. Like, look yeah. at all the people that used oh, to be on these freelance shows. Absolutely. It's yeah. already started. Yeah. I wholeheartedly right believe it, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, it goes back to what I said. Like, the thing I love the most is just seeing the progression of individuals over the course of their career, where they go, what shows they work on, what contracts they sign, things like that. It, that's that's seriously the most rewarding thing about what I do or just uh, uh, wrestling in general is just seeing the progression of folks right. that you see all the time yeah. in their career over a long span of period. When uh, they make it, you feel like a little part of you made it. Yeah. Because you're, you're part of the journey, for sure. I don't want to take any credit for any no, of them, No, 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 yeah, no. I yeah. mean... That I, anyone who hears that, I would hope they wouldn't think that yeah. as fans we're taking it's, credit. But it's, it's just like you're living vicariously through them. You have a little that moment of it's emotion. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. No, no, no doubt. So I, I mean, uh, I, I guess to go with that same emotion, uh-huh. uh, you were at Double or Nothing this weekend, right? I was. Yep. So how, how was that for you seeing seeing a friend on the show like that oh, you man. came up with pretty much? Uh, yeah, there was definitely uh, a bit of a. 
Uh, People are cutting onions. A uh, little onion cutting for sure. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, I mean, even here for us. Yeah, uh, definitely for sure. Um, I was uh, uh, I was just so so happy. No doubt. In general, um, the show itself uh, was fantastic. The crowd yeah. was hot the whole night. Um, they knew exactly what buttons to hit with wrestling fans mm-hmm. and with fans there in the building, and they. They hit all of them in stride, for sure. What would uh, your favorite match of the night be? My favorite match has to be Cody and uh, Dustin. Dustin. Yeah. I mean, what a story, right? A fantastic even, I'm story. I'm sure even without commentary. Like, yeah. I mean, they told the story in the ring. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Some of the um, best to do it uh, generally are able to tell a story in the yeah. ring from bell to bell. And, uh, I they, felt like the crowd was that. hottest. At, well, not hottest, but... The, no. No, I, I would I would say they were probably the hottest uh, up until you know after the you know main event when right, uh, right. Mox came out and yeah. uh, I think. Uh, I, I think part of the reason why is like I said my favorite wrestler of all time is Dusty Rhodes, um, and I I just love I love all the Rhodes I love Cody I love Dustin I love Goldust that's, Dust, that's I love how I feel man like I'm yeah. um like I feel like a nerd saying it but like I just feel like connected to them because yeah. I love the Dusty you can see their passion for yeah. the wrestling business in general it exudes through it shines yeah. through them for just sure. on a regular basis and you see that in their matches and it sees that you see that in their everything that they do. Yeah, seeing that, I mean, them putting that match together and then the crowd chanting Dusty and yeah. just all that. I like, was emotional for that, too. For I, sure. Yeah, there was definitely, uh, there was some crying. I'll just admit, no, there was no. some crying for sure after that match was over. Well, I I, I wasn't at double or nothing, but I was at all in. And, mm-hmm. you know, Noel can attest to the fact where I'll say, like, I was emotionally spent after Cody Eldis because... Yeah. You know, the whole story of the NWA title and yep. Cody winning it and those entrances with, yeah. uh, you know, the, the camps. And it was, holy crap. Like, yep. I'm getting chills right now thinking about it because yeah. it was so amazing. And then he won it and it was like his daddy's belt. Like, oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like that think was... of, Just think about, like, how much thought, like, Cody has put into uh, that match or yeah. to the match at Double or Nothing, right. things like that. I feel like that's the amount of thought and emphasis everyone should put into yeah. uh, just their uh, ability to wrestle, their ability to tell a story, their ability to drive a character, whatever right. it may be. Just kind of think about the detail. And, um, you know, the more thought uh, we have a saying to uh, the, the things that are uh, the things that are tracked. Are measured. I'm sorry. The thing that are measured slash tracked are improved on. Right. So if you take a look at what you're doing and you're tracking how well you did or um, how you feel about certain things right. just in general, you're likely to improve them. Right. You know what oh, I mean? No doubt. If I want to lose weight, I'm going to keep track of how many pounds of I'm course. losing, and because I'm keeping track of that, I'm also probably going to be vicariously losing more just in general. Yeah, so. no doubt. You know, that's uh, one of the things. Not specifically just. Well, I guess specifically in this case, um, uh-huh. you know, the art of storytelling, it, you know, some people have it. You know, Cody is a very good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Is he the best in the world technical wrestler, just exciting, flashy stuff? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But I think he's one of the best goddamn storytellers in the ring. Yeah. Because yeah. of what you said, the way he puts that stuff together yeah. and, you know, nonverbal communication and just the stories told, you can see it playing out in front of you like an actual play. Yeah. And I think he excels at that. Yeah. You know. It's one thing to put a match together. It's another thing to tell a story. For sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah. So, and I, I think. I can uh, put words on paper. You guys can put words on paper. Things like that. But to actually uh, 
live it, it yeah. and act it out and things like that that's completely different and to so, draw draw that emotion from people yeah um for sure because that was also i mean I'm, I'm, I, the the whole um cody and dustin match was oh um, yeah so yep. emotional as well yeah. um even at the end like i i, I shed a tear like yeah, I said and, that, and yeah. like that just that felt that felt uh genuine yep you know like maybe, yeah. maybe they had a moment of catharsis you yeah know? like it just was something that uh you know maybe maybe a little mending of of bridges there I don't <laughs> yeah know. it was just really it was really an incredible he's moment. easily probably my favorite match here in the united states at least that i've been to uh, in general one that I'll, I'll forever remember just because of the emotion because of the story things like that mm-hmm. um the 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 stuff that went on between the bells as well as um, just the crowd and how they felt like when I'm looking around and I see people of all ages in tears at the same moment as you're in tears, yeah. that means they're emotionally invested. Yeah. I, I think and that's wrestling. They're emotionally invested from wrestling. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's when it's at the best, moments, man. Yeah. For sure. For, for sure. sure. It was yeah. just like, I don't care. Like, we're all, okay. You look around like, cool. We're yep. all feeling this. It's not yep. just. I'm not being a mark. No, yeah. this is yeah. this is the wrestling at its finest. And yep. that's and that's also how like, instead of, like, oh, you know, WWE and the big business of what we look at it, mm-hmm. it's like, and even the the whole concept of all in, right, was this whole kind of drawing, not just saying to them, you know, we're all in, yeah, but everybody's all yeah. in. Yep. Yeah, know, I feel like the whole base is very passionate about about it all. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it just it goes back to the thing we kind of touched upon earlier where as as much as we still stick with the big guy WWE, yeah. Yeah. um like the they're not allowing these guys that you know, when, when we go to these independent shows, yeah, we walk up to uh, Cody's a perfect example. Yeah, when Cody appeared at uh, at AAW in, yeah. in Berwyn, yep, I had a chance to, and I've talked about this a bunch of times because it just it, it really lasted with yep. me. Had a chance to talk to him for about ten minutes. Yeah, and it was just a matter of every single person that he spoke to. He was engaged in that conversation. Yep. He wasn't trying to move the line. Yeah. And 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 the same thing. Uh, I, I met Marty Skrull at C2E2 this year. Okay. Same yeah. exact thing. It's a mentality. That's yes. what makes yeah. this guy so likable. Yes. Yep. And and when and and the thing is, when we go to these independent shows like Freelance and Freelance yeah. Underground and these others, we have the opportunity to go up and talk to these guys and yep. gals. And another thing that I think is is amazing is the the amount of you know you get to walk up to these guys with at their merch tables. Yep. And like you're personally, you're you're not pay, you pay your ticket yeah and that helps. Yeah. But like you know you can go up and be like I'm buying this guy's shirt because he just had an amazing match. Yeah. And that's money in that guy's pocket. Yep. Or that girl's pocket or whatever. And and it that also kind of. Uh, draws you into yep. to like that's you know it gives you that it's all part like, of emotion yes yeah. absolutely absolutely that's um, uh, you know that support is uh, is needed obviously it's needed from a financial standpoint to help out the wrestlers just in general within independent wrestling it's it, you know it's not this big cash cow or anything right, like right, that right. you know um th- they need that but uh it allows you to build that rapport and build that relationship with an individual so that way you want them to succeed. Um, and, um, and you know, a lot of times in terms of, like, 
folks trying to get over or whatever it may be. A lot of times in independent wrestling, it's because you have that reaction with the person at the merch table. Absolutely, they can under- oh, yeah. they they get a better understanding of your charisma, of you know what drives you, what. Um, what your interests are. I mean, you can go to a wrestler and start talking, you know, comic books or music or whatever right. it may be and find out that you like the same music as I do. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. just that one little data point, whatever it may be, that's something that's going to stick with you as a fan. No doubt. And you're going to want them to succeed more, whether it's another match you see, whether it's buying a t-shirt, buying some gimmicks from them, whatever it is. Um, you're you're going to want that for them as much yeah. as you want it for yourself. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times um, I've been like, oh, yeah, they're really good. I'm going to go and like talk to them yeah. get a picture whatever yep. um perfect example and we put her over all the time as well mm-hmm. thunder rosa mm-hmm. yeah she is like in the in the independent scene i don't think there's anyone that does it better than her uh, in what way in in she has her brand okay and and when you go to her table you go <laughs> to talk to her she gives you a moment yeah. it's something you're going to remember talking to her when you walk away yep and and like that's part that's a big big part of getting people to buy into what what you're trying to do yeah you you talked a little bit about cody uh i have a a fan cody story as well um i i travel a lot of times for wrestling because hey guess what guys i love wrestling right um so uh i traveled or i went to uh new york a few years back uh to go see nxt takeover as well as SummerSlam. Uh, it was that that whole weekend and evolve was running a show and that was actually cody's second independent show ever he did one in philly the night before and then new york this really hot church i mean super hot everyone's feet were sticking to the ground it was cody angle it was cody versus chris hero actually okay and um Uh, before the show, Cody did a meet and greet, and I have this fat head of Dusty. It's a really big face of Dusty Rhodes. Um, and were you the uh, one that brought that to NXT Chicago? I did bring that to NXT Chicago, and Bailey brought it in the ring. Yes, actually, yes. Okay, uh, she I had remember saw that. it and tracked it down. It's amazing. Um, I used to bring it to just any WWE show in general, but I brought it with me in my suitcase. I brought it to the Evolve show. Okay. Um, and I, I took it up to Cody and I said, you know, I bring this to all the shows because Dusty was a big inspiration to me. He showed me, you know, um, that bigger heavyset guys could yeah. just be charismatic, do whatever they want, not listen to, you know, whatever or conform to any stereotypes. He was really just an inspiration uh, to me. Uh, so I bring it to all the WWE shows or bring it to all shows in general sort of thing. And he's like, dude, that's awesome. He's like, you know, um, my dad would love to see it. Look at this big smile on his face, so to speak. And he's like, um, you want me to sign it? I was like, oh, yeah, sure, not a problem. So he signed the back. He's like, let me tell you a story. So I used to... <laughs> Autograph. I used to sign my report cards for my dad when I was in, in school growing up. So I would always <laughs> fake sign his name. Do yeah. you want me to sign his name on the back of this as oh, well no for you? <laughs> so on the back of the fathead, I have Dusty Rhodes sign from Cody as well as Cody's signature on the back of That's it. That's really cool. That's yeah. really, very so, cool. And then they ended up using the fathead in the match with him and Chris Hero for Evolve. So awesome. it was it was a very cool moment uh, for for me as well as just a, a really great interaction with Cody. I 100% remember that yep. fathead at the first NXT Chicago. Yeah, yeah. when it was, it was freezing. Yes, it yes. was. Yeah. Yeah, we got super lucky because I got parking right across the street. Remember, yeah. and then but we, we still sat in that line yeah, though. It's true. Yeah, Oof, it was, and then it was cold inside. Yeah, yes, it was. That that, that it, and they that ran two shows that great. day, and it was freezing for both shows. It yeah. wasn't like oh, it's getting. Warmed I went up. to the afternoon show yeah, or the night too. show. 
but yeah, yeah it was it was it wasn't yeah. the fun funnest time. Yeah, but I, I I just love wrestling. I you know I travel for wrestling. Like I've gone to Japan. I was just gonna I, I say go to you said uh, California. You, you mentioned specifically what the your best show you see in the United States. Uh, yes. So uh, you've gone to Japan. Yep. And was Mexico. that for like a Wrestle Kingdom or? Yep. Uh, so I went not this year but the past year, 2018. Oh, I went to Japan for eight days. I think mm. I got to take in a bunch of wrestling shows. Uh, so they have wrestling pretty much at least in Tokyo every single day. Hmm. And sometimes multiple shows, and sometimes multiple shows in the same venue, Cork Jeez. and Hall. So um, I got to see, uh, I got to see DDT. Or, uh, uh, yes, DDT I, I believe I. Yeah, I got to see DDT. Colcabano was on the show. Hmm. Um, it was awesome. So basically, they ran a show on. This was on uh, New Year's Eve. They ran a show at about mm, eight or nine o'clock, and it ran all the way. It was a tag tournament. It ran oh. all the way past midnight. And at around like 11.45, they had this big multi-man non-tournament match that had like five on five or maybe eight on eight. Some just wacky. Yeah. And when it came to midnight, they put a little countdown timer on the screen. And they're doing um, like a, a series of clotheslines against a guy in the corner. And they're just Irish whipping their tag team partner into the <laughs> corner as the countdown's going on. Like 15, 14, nice. 13, you know, so on and so forth until midnight. Right. And then uh, I think Colt was in the line. He like snapped a selfie with the person on the, the that was on the ground in the corner after getting clotheslined over and over again. Nice. Um, and it was just such a great experience. Everyone's like saying Happy New Year's to each other in the crowd. That's or cool. Whatever maybe. Got to do that. Got to uh, take a look or see, uh, I think uh, I went to uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro um women's show i got to go to wrestle kingdom and i was able to fortunately uh get tickets for uh, new year's dash as well oh nice so, wow yeah. that's really cool so you, you went to the joshi show that's what yeah. called right joshi's yep joshi pro joshi yeah. pro is one of the is, women's promotions so is the are the women called joshi's Yoshi, Joshi's? Uh, yes, yes. Okay, women's so, wrestling in Japan is just, uh, or in general, uh, but the do, women athletes are called Joshi's. Okay, so they do refer to them as Joshi's. Yeah. Um, were you familiar with some of the Joshi's that were on Double or Nothing this past weekend? Um, I had uh, Aja Kong, obviously. Well, yeah. Uh, but uh, I That's had, the only one I knew. Uh, Yuka I was familiar with as yeah. well. Um, was but, she Freddie Prince? Uh, no, Yuka was the... Um, Aladdin Pants? Uh, I, I remember I don't, I don't Aja know Kong. how to describe. <laughs> oh, I yeah. get you. Uh, I get you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just uh, super bubbly. I get you. Uh, a shor- uh, shorter individual mm-hmm. in the contest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, uh, getting exposure and getting to uh, see them in person at Double or Nothing was a real treat, and they were very, very talented, and very fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking people, forward to seeing more of them. In general. Yeah, a lot Absolutely. of people. Uh, I think that's one of the that was one of the cool things of Double uh, Double or Nothing that mm-hmm. they're just gonna bring something new yeah. to the table, you know, yeah. whether it's your cup of tea or not. Yeah, I think the best show, going back to your question, I, I've seen would probably be that Wrestle Kingdom, not last year or the year before, 2018. That, that was... Okada, Okada versus Okada Naito. Naito. Yeah. Yep. And the main event in Jericho versus Omega. Yeah, what? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So you were both uh, Jericho Omegas. Uh, Yeah, I was, yep. Nice. Yeah. All right, so let me ask some questions on your on your uh, broadcasting career here. Sure. What's, uh, what's one of the scariest moments that you've, you've probably seen or... Oh. I mean, obviously, we know things can go wrong. Yeah, um, the scariest moment. And like, how was, do you keep it together? Or it, uh, I'm a very emotional person, just in general. Right. Uh, uh, probably the scariest moment. I think it was uh, last year, maybe, or no, it was the year before. I don't even think I was. I don't think I was commentating at the time. Maybe I was. I don't know. 
Uh, it was when uh, I believe it was Jossie as well as Space Monkey in the same night both Dude, got yeah freelance yeah freelance things. I think I'm pretty sure I was commentating at the time, and pretty much it was just super scary. It was. And, uh, Space basically, Monkey fell at our feet. You know, yeah, basically what we did is we just said uh, like as soon as it happened, we just said uh, we're gonna take a little bit of a break right now and just step away from the mics and just. Okay. Let everyone that was down there do what they needed to do. But yeah, yeah. that was probably the scariest moment uh, that I've been involved no, in. No, that makes sense. That I mean, that as a fan of freelance, that's definitely my scariest moment. Oh, yeah, 100%. The, the face monkey thing happened at our feet. Uh, well, so, what's something that stands out like funny or embarrassing moment for you? Oh. <laughs> so many things coming to mind. <laughs> no, actually, uh, the, the one, the, the biggest uh, embarrassing moment, uh, I'm trying to remember the exact word. So, um, oh man, it was in Freelance Underground. It was uh, a show at the Bader Brow. Bader Brow. Yeah. Um, I love that place. What did I say? It was about Kylie. Um, I forgot the exact exact wording of how I said it, but it came off. Uh, or no, I was saying uh, posterior. Or uh, I was saying uh. Or, making a comment about posture mm-hmm. and i said her posterior or something like that and i was i just immediately put my yeah i immediately put my uh my hand against my forehead <laughs> as soon as it happened and uh i think uh either uh jordan or robles was on the camera sitting next to it just turned and looked at me as well as uh, i was doing commentary with jimmy jimmy v yeah. uh, jimmy d and uh uh he uh, looked at me as well and i was just like i think i <laughs> I think I was able to manage to back my way out of that, at least on commentary, pretty well. But that was probably my most embarrassing moment, for sure. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. There's, I mean, there's kind of nothing worse than that when you see it coming out of your mouth and you can't yeah. bring it back. I can imagine you go, oh, Steve, yeah. you're my no. Yeah. Well, that was yeah. That's dope. I get you. Yeah. Fix that in post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Edit, edit, we, we can edit that edit, out, right? Edit. Right, James. <laughs> what a smart mark you guys got me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that that, that uh, it yeah. definitely happens. Yep. Um. So, I mean, I know you. You're obviously we've talked. You're not a wrestler, but like, mm-hmm. are there any goals you've set for yourself, like, in as uh, commentating or yep. anything else that you would like to do, like in the wrestling um, bubble? Yeah. I, I, I I'm really good about having goals just in life, like personal and professional Makes goals. Sense. Yeah. But I don't really have goals in wrestling. Like there are certain commentators that I would love to commentate shows with. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest is Dave Prezak, right? Uh, because he was just the voice of IW Mid South growing right. up in general. Um, I'd love to do a show with Excalibur. Um, and uh, but you know I I love. Who I do commentary with now? I do commentary with Jimmy D at, right. at Underground, and I do commentary with KML and Zach at, at Freelance. Right, right. And um, I, I don't, I really don't. I don't have any goals a, at all in that is, regard. Is there anyone you whose matches like you get excited to call for? Like, obviously, yes, we know you yeah. like them all, right? But uh, yeah, like, um, someone you you have like fun, more fun with, like there's uh, I think lately probably with the beat up GPA stuff because yeah. um. Your team GPA, obviously. I am. Uh, I do. Uh, I do heel commentary at right. freelance, and uh, <laughs> and so uh, GPA has probably been the funnest to commentate for. Not only because there there was such good story there over the last year, yeah. as um, just in general, that's probably been the funnest because that's a lot of just banter and back and forth between me and KML nice. on commentary. Uh, it's probably been the funnest, but I I think the fun 
uh, ones for me are the ones that um, the folks that tell me a lot of information about themselves. And then I take that information, see how I can craft it and, and kind of wordplay it or whatever it may be and, and fit it into um, their time in the ring just to better help yeah. them, better give them the opportunity to tell me who you are and tell and and hopefully i can do it justice and tell people um that are watching exactly who you are as well right on yeah. i mean nope. part of I, I i'm not going to tell you what your job is you do mm-hmm. and i don't mm-hmm. um but it seems to me like part of of what a commentator does is to um you know there's a story being told in the ring yep but then you're adding to that story oh absolutely you know, and and kind of pushing yeah. it along letting yep. letting uh the viewer know why they should care oh absolutely um yep. you know it, it it's like the greats always manage to do that yeah oh for sure it's also uh you know it's it's determining the right parts in the match to just let it breathe sometimes right. too and let it air out right, no, um that was one of my things i struggled with when i first started doing commentary was i felt like i had to fill air yeah. and um you know if you take that pause take that breather um let the crowd kind of take over as well um it really adds to the story when that's done right holy crap what a moment that can be yep you're right about that i I guess they're kind of like that that third or fourth commentator you know um uh um, depending on you know the size of the booth or how many folks are going the silence can sometimes make the moments like uh it's a different world but in baseball last night uh, I'm a Cubs fan. Uh, Albert mm-hmm. Almora had an incident where yeah, he hit the ball that. and hit and hit a child. He was obviously very emotional. I mean, it makes sense. You never want to see a kid get hit. No. But the broadcaster at that time, obviously, it's a scary situation. What are you really gonna say? But there's just them being quiet and the crowd taking over. You know, you had that stunned silence, and you can see what's happening on the field. He's emotional, but then, you know, after the kid is gone, it turns out the kid's okay. Just. Yeah, you know, precautionary. They took him to the hospital. Um, Jason Hayward. They all get back out, and you just hear the crowd like get up and clap, and you know, just to show him support. Exactly. But that was a moment that didn't need words. It was all being played out, and yeah. you know, now to bring that back to wrestling, sometimes the best parts of wrestling and commentary are when you just, like you said, let yeah. it breathe. If you rewatch the clip from Saturday <clears throat> of Double or Nothing when Mox shows up, um, uh. JR does a really good job and Excalibur and Marvez uh, do a really good job during that part like JR will say something he'll say like oh my god and then there will be a long pause or long gap before someone else says something and just kind of let the crowd uh, when they're I mean they're steaming hot just kind of let the crowd sink into the microphone a little bit and then someone else delivers something else Um, and you know there's a certain finesse it definitely takes to do that for sure and it takes time and practice and things like that but um, the more adept you are to that, and you can leverage it to your advantage, and it makes really cool moments. Right on, right on. Uh, one of the last few questions I'll ask you sure. is, uh, you know, what's what's something that you'd want to whoever listens to is that you'd want them yeah. to know about you or your style or yeah, like anyone who may be looking for a commentator, like what yeah. can you tell them what you can bring to like their product? Yeah, definitely. Uh, just uh, someone just that's. Uh, passionate about professional wrestling someone that's you know uh kind of uh been following at least independent wrestling for a long time and kind of student of the game when it comes to not only wrestling but also commentary um i i personally i think that you know the amount of 
work that I put in prior to, uh, just from some of the feedback that I get from wrestlers, because they'll tell me, like, no one's ever done this to me, and I'm like, wait, what? You know what I mean? They'll tell me, like, no one's ever come up to me before the show and asked me, you know, these specific questions and, and things like that, and, and, and they'll thank me for doing that in all honesty, and sometimes it'll get them to think, because they've never had to think about some of those items. Right. Um, you know, I just put, I, I try to put a lot of uh, hard work and preparation and emphasis. I want to treat this as you know the wrestlers put a lot of hard work and practicing and and uh, their their gear and their their work in the ring and their character and their promos and all that stuff. I want to put in the same amount of effort, if not two x more, because that helps them out and that makes the product better just in general. And right. I think I could deliver that right on. on a regular basis. And the side note, it's amazing how much behind-the-scenes work is done on the wrestler's part mm-hmm. that we don't see. Yeah. Because we see 10, 15, 20 minutes of their work. Absolutely, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, lot of hard work and prep work that kind of goes into it. You don't realize all the different moving pieces. Because when you're a wrestler, there's you're, you're pretty much a one-person, unless you're a tag team, a one-person business, yeah. right? you got to think of it like that. Not only uh, are you, can you affect your image from a brand perspective, but you're also responsible for getting uh, getting gear made for yourself, getting merchandise made so you can make some money, so you can make more towns, yeah. so you can make more shows and things like that. And that's where all uh, that stuff goes, so especially at the beginning stages. Yeah. Just trying to get to the next town Absolutely. or to the next show in general. Absolutely. Um, uh, support these people. So it's buying gear, it's buying merchandise, it's improving in the ring it's going to the gym improving there your cardio as well as working out from a physique standpoint if that's what you so choose to do um it's also uh, uh, just making sure that you're improving you know doing some promos with yourself maybe in the mirror or just having someone critique you that sort of thing there's a lot of things that um you have to do but it's the same amount of or it's the the same kind of woes i should say that a new (laughs) business owner kind of goes through right. you know what i mean in no general doubt. you are a business you are a brand you, need to, you are putting that same amount of work in and you need to put that same amount of effort in no too. doubt I'm, I'm glad you mentioned promos because uh you had mentioned uh mm-hmm. you had a ranking system <laughs> uh came out i don't want you to feel uh, came out. i'm sorry it's sterling i don't yeah. want you to feel uh pressured yeah because i'm sitting right next to you oh, but uh yeah. who uh who cut the best uh well hanks promo? was the worst okay yes. So that's all I remember. It was, I was, it was a running uh, guy in the background. I know it? it was. Uh, I knew it had to be the guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I had I had watched that video you guys put together for Kylie as I was getting on the plane to go to Vegas, nice. and uh, I just thought it was one of the coolest things. And again, you guys. Um, you guys are very passionate about certain sure. individuals here within the wrestling community in general because you have that connection with them. You've seen yeah. their struggles, you've seen their triumphs, and you want what's best for them. And uh, putting that video together was was just amazing. It was for really, sure. really amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, obviously, it's easy right now to say, yeah, we're, we go hard for Kylie, right? Yeah. Because obviously, she's very lovable. What's not to like about her, right? And she's amazing in the ring. But mm-hmm. it's like, it goes beyond Kylie. Like, we want to support everybody. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Nothing would make us happier, yeah. like, supporting everyone like that. Because at the end of the day, you know, like Pat Monix says, we all going to make it. We want to see everyone make it. Yeah. Or, or parentheses. We want them to reach their wildest dreams because that just makes us go happy. Yeah. Make us happy, you yeah. know? So, like, I, it just so happens right now. It was a big weekend for her. Yeah. But, I mean, it'd be awesome if, you know, we... We go hard for like that for everyone else, man. Like it's you're right. It's it's just part of it, and uh, 
you know, it just so happened it was her turn. Yeah. I, I have no doubt other people in this, in, in our area will, will get their time to shine like that as well. Oh, not a doubt. I, I, not I, a shadow of a doubt. For sure. So back to this promo ranking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean... I you mean, know, I, just, I was I, getting on a plane. I didn't take meticulous notes. Yeah, yeah, I knew obviously. Hanks was bad. Um, obviously. I, I, yeah. Um, just saying, Mark Webber's was the best. Uh, Mark's was, uh, <laughs> it was a promo. Um, <laughs> it was a, his, mom, his mom brought the heat. Yeah, she did. She definitely did. Uh, his mom's forehead or was it I was going to say, you know, the only thing, I, I thought... Forehead? I thought her promo was really good. I just think, you know, maybe sometimes tag a camera person in or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, get a better absolutely, shot. Absolutely. Um, maybe next time uh, we get smart Mark. Yeah. Or... Kike's was all right. Um, <laughs> definitely could use some promo work. Uh, but I mean, no, I didn't. Most really important is mine like is the worst. No, no, I'm, yeah, not, yeah, I'm messing with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, what I'm trying to get at here yeah. is like, yeah, I, yeah, you were there I put too, a man. lot of thought into yeah, mine. Yeah. I think I had to edit yours. No, no, I did. I edited Compadre Chris. Because it went a little long. And I was trying to post it to Twitter, but it wouldn't post because it was too long. Yeah. I was like, I wonder what the what the thing is. Because there's other... I see, like, AEW. Maybe it's because they're AEW. Or, yep. But they post, like, long videos. It, like, it eight, nine-minute yeah, videos. it depends on the, the organization user. Or I would assume Follower so. account and things like that. I mean... That makes sense. I think WWE posts up to 10-minute videos and things like that on, right. on Twitter. Yeah. Right. So, so, yeah, keep it under 220. Like, yeah, pretty much... Uh, yeah. It was, uh, um, I think hats off. Go... You know, definitely to uh, Matt Nix. I mean, seriously, the amount of stuff uh, he does for freelance is ridiculous. Uh, hats off to James as well as to Caleb. They do oh, yeah. a lot uh, of stuff. It, it goes back to the wrestling thing as well. Caleb doesn't do anything. Let's be honest. <laughs> it, I'm kidding. It, it goes back to the uh, the uh, wrestling stuff. Um, you, it is your brand. It is your business. Yeah. So there's a lot of move. There's there's not only especially for them because not only are they in the ring. Uh, they're also running a business uh, from a promotion standpoint. So think of the stuff that kind of goes into building on a wrestler, the things wrestlers have to do every week, every day, things like that. They're doing that to the second or third degree sometimes. So um, hats off to them. And my thought process there, and it has always been the case, if there's anything on their plate that I can help with or take off their plate to give them kind of that ease, that's exactly what I wanted to do. I'm uh, I'm a, I try to be at least a very selfless person and, right. you know, helping here, helping there. I, I want to do it. You know? Yeah, that, ma- that makes yeah. sense. You know, uh, similarly, I, I try to help James as much as I can. Mm-hmm. You know, Nick's, if I got to pick, sometimes they'll call me to pick someone up from the airport. I'll do yeah. it for them. I don't yeah. mind. You know, like, yeah. it's one less thing they have to do because I know they got a lot of shit. A lot, out. a lot of things. Yeah. People I don't mean, realize that. I think one of the, the biggest reasons why we started Let's Talk About Wrestling yeah. was to draw attention to how much effort is put into what you guys do. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's it's seeing that other side. Yeah. Because um, we want nothing but the best for everyone that we support. Yeah. You know, and, and, and uh, you know, shining a light on how right. much goes into it, how much effort and how much passion is going into it yeah. can only make more yeah. people appreciate and, it. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. I, you know, I, pers- I purposely, I don't, I'm not out there, you know, putting myself over just, you know, uh, on a regular basis or even at all to get on other shows or do other things. I'm just, I'm very happy with what I'm doing and I don't want to rub anyone the wrong way or anything like that. I, you know, I, I just want to help enhance what everyone else's passions are 
and that's professional wrestling. Yeah. So the more I can do that, uh, the less I can stay away from drama on social media <laughs> or you know uh, picking favorites or putting myself over. The better for everyone, just right. in general. Awesome, right. awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we'll end it on how we usually. Uh, speak of social media. Okay. Let people know where they can find you. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Where they can follow you at. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, uh, Twitter, it's uh, Sterling at Sterling, And then um, on Instagram, it's Sterls, S-T-E-R-L-Z underscore R. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, the tacos were fantastic. It, I I just may want an invite to come over to eat the tacos and watch you guys hey, do the interviewing. We, we, can, uh, we can do it again, man. Because the tacos were fantastic. Sounds and I, good, man. I'm just a person. So. Well, we appreciate your time, brother. Yeah, and uh, so I'm much. sure we'll see you soon. Yeah, so. definitely. Thanks, guys. So, guys, this has been episode 10 of Wrestling Talk and Randomness presents Let's Talk About Wrestling with our guest, Sterling Richards. I hope you've enjoyed the show. And until next time, toodles.